Welcome to the Jersey Arts Podcast. I'm Susan Walmer. Art Yard is a new space for the arts in Frenchtown, New Jersey, about 20 minutes north of Lambertville and just across the Delaware River from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It's always been an artsy kind of town, but Art Yard is bringing an even wider range of contemporary art, film, music, poetry, and more to Frenchtown. I spoke with the founder and executive director of Art Yard, Jill Carney. Jill is a writer, visual artist, and former Hollywood film executive and journalist. After moving to Bucks County, where she and her husband raised three daughters, Jill began staging arts events in her barn, sort of a rehearsal for her current enterprise. I asked about her first experience with contemporary art and learned that she grew up around it. Her parents ran an art space with both a gallery and studios, and her father was a sculptor. As a child, Jill created her own museums on the beach, making sand galleries for shells and starfish. As she puts it, it was only a matter of time before she got around to creating a place like Art Yard. Every time I drove by an empty building, I would slow down and look at it and think, could that be it? Could I do, could I do it there? I always intended to do this. I just It took me a while to get around to it. Fast forward to Art Yard. Yep. What is your mission? Our mission is uh, Art Yard is an incubator for creative expression and a catalyst for collaborations that reveal the transformational power of art. Um, and I see you're reading there yeah. from, a, from a, a, a quite beautiful poster. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's there because I, I'm hoping that I have memorized it at this point. I think sort of to, dis, to explain kind of the impulse behind it, I, I need to talk about a book that I read by a, a sociologist named Robert Putnam called Bowling Alone. Do you know the book? I know of it. Yeah, and it's a fascinating sort of social history of communal life in America. It graphs the participation of Americans in hundreds of different communal organizations from the Rotary Club to the Bowling League to the church, and you see one graph after another that shows that the, the membership started, say, around 1900 and climbed up you know, to about 1970, 1980, and then took a precipitous nosedive off the cliff. And he really examined what happened to make America so siloed, what, what caused people to retreat into their homes, to hover over their children, to retreat to suburbia, and to stop engaging in the kinds of activities that caused unlikely groups of people to cross paths. Uh, I began to think about the things that I really love, and they're often communal celebrations in places like New Orleans, also in Provincetown, where people build things together. And I realized that one of the great joys in life is making things with other people. It's an entirely different experience than talking to somebody at a cocktail party. It's, you know, you're rolling up your sleeves and, you know, paper macheing or whatever it is, um, but it no longer happens by accident, and I began to see that the arts are a way that that can really happen. And it's also something that Robert Putnam says it's one of the few remaining places where it happens somewhat naturally. And so part of the sort of underlying drive of Art Yard is to use art as a transformative tool to engage people in creative activities. We had just recently, for example, a group of young girls from a thing called Sister Cities Girl Choir in Camden and Philadelphia who came out and I taught them how to make 
giant puppets for their festival, and my hope is that we go to their festival, they come to our festival, which we just created this thing called the Hatch. There's something about a big egg. A giant egg. Um, <laughs> and so I want them to come back and sing at our next Hatch. So, so tell me about the Hatch, about the giant so egg. So the Hatch, um, we're just a year old. We opened our doors last September 3rd at Riverfest. We're now housed in an old electronics warehouse while we're designing and building a permanent theater in this um, derelict egg hatchery right on the edge of the t- center of town in Frenchtown. Um, it's a beautiful, it's sort of a beautiful, ugly wreck, but uh, it was an egg hatching facility. They hatched millions of eggs and the eggs went on the railroad because the rail trail is right there. So I began to see like this sort of invisible history in this town of incubation and giving forth of this new life form. And I thought, what a great metaphor for launching this art center. So I commissioned the construction of a 14-foot-tall welded steel egg. Um, My father, by the way, was a sculptor who made very large things out of welded steel, so it comes comes naturally to me. Um, And we uh, covered it with fabric, and it had sort of cracked egg doors, and we put it on the edge of this derelict building, and we made a collection of giant bird costumes and we got a um, jazz saxophone player from New York to come and play and we just hatched out of the egg and led a parade down to our new gallery and inaugurated the gallery and it was so much fun and people loved being part of it and it was sort of I began to see that it could be that thing that I miss you know that that New Orleans has that there's something where everybody in the community builds their own thing and participates and celebrates together. I've often said that I would I would be very happy if at the end of my life I created a festival that's, that survives me. And, and I, I don't know if it will or not, but, but we decided to do it again this year. I think going forward, we'll be, we're going to move it to the spring because that's when eggs hatch and combine it with some kind of communal feast. When you walk in to the current art yard, Mm -hmm. there's a big, big gallery, and it's Mm -hmm. full of visual art. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you have a theater here, a small Mm -hmm. theater in the back. What are the different things that you can see or do here at Art Yard? Mm -hmm. Well, we have a a series of art exhibitions, four major ones a year, and and then some uh, minor revolving ones. We have a program called Film Yard that is curated by a man named Bill Horberg, who's a very accomplished independent film producer. He also does the music at Art Yard, so he invites filmmakers to come and show their films. Uh, We had John Sayles here. Um, There's often a live event after the screening, often involving the participants in the film. One thing we learned from doing what we've been doing in the last year in our temporary space is we originally conceived of this building that we're in right now as being the theater space and the hatchery building being the visual art space but once we had them housed together we realized that there was something really wonderful about having them intermingled if you come here a little early you walk around you look at the art you go to the movie maybe you hear somebody speak afterwards then you tumble out into the gallery and people walk around they talk about the art they talk to each other I mean sometimes we have to scooch them out with brooms because they just (laughs) you know don't want to go go home and it's that 
concept of a third space, you know, that we all have our home and we all have a workspace, but we need something that isn't either of those things. We've also done some live poetry events where we have uh, 10 local poets stationed at manual typewriters around the gallery, and the um, community's invited in to tell them their stories and get a poem on the spot, sort of Cyrano de bergerac kind of poetry event, which has been happening in other places around the country, but I wanted to make it, I wanted to do something that was unique to us, so I thought of the idea of having a poetry confessional. We made a cardboard confessional that the poet goes in one side, you know, suppose somebody wants little privacy or anonymity to ask for forgiveness or absolution for something in their life. They go in, they tell the story to the invisible poet on the other side of the screen. The poet writes a poem on the manual typewriter, um, uses this little bell when it's ready, and then slides it through the little slot. And um, we, we got some really lovely poems out of that event, and then we published them in a little zine that we gave to the poets. I'd been thinking recently, and this is a little off topic, but I've been thinking recently about why in the contemporary art world, why installations are so popular. Mm -hmm. You go, and it's not just like you're walking by a painting, you're walking by a sculpture, which is fine, but you're immersed. And you're sharing the experience with other people. And I think that they're so popular and they draw people like magnets. It's crazy. I mean, they're sold out often. You can't even get get in to these things. They're so popular. This is like often really cutting-edge contemporary art that maybe is difficult to understand, I don't know, for some people, but it doesn't matter. They want to be there. Yeah, I think that's true, and we we took a retreat and we looked at what did we do that really worked and what was not so successful, and the things that really worked here were all had that element of exchange or interaction. We also, I should mention, have a wonderful event coming up on November 18th and 19th, which I'm very excited about because I think it has the potential to become a mainstay of our programming. We're going to have a Banners and Crankies festival and think of it as a pre-cinematic visual narrative art form that is very collaborative. Imagine a giant roll of paper that cranks and imagine a, a visual story that sweeps across the paper accompanied by a narrative or music and it's a way of inviting a range of different kinds of artists to collaborate on something that uh, tells a story and is a, it has to be experienced. It's not just a static thing. So we're having 10 cranky artists from uh, all over the country come and perform their, their crankies and their contestorias and their banners um, at Art Yard over the series of that, those two days. And my hope is then to be able to take that art form and say to people, all right, I'm going to put this local artist together with this um, Iraq vet who has a story to tell um, and this jazz musician, you know, and see, you know, what kinds of art results. So cranky artist is like a genre? Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. It has, it's a very tiny little culture, but it's, um, once you see it, you will love it and hopefully make one. This weekend, you have something coming up as well, the big opening of this exhibit. Yes, we have uh, 
an opening this coming Saturday, uh, September 30th, at six from 6 to 8 p.m., which also happens to be Frenchtown's 150th celebration. So if you come to our opening, you can stay for the music and the fireworks in Frenchtown Park. But our show is called Inanimate, and it's uh, seven artists, uh, some local, some national, and their work is all art that's made from materials either living or once living. So it's a really a uh, meditation on nature and transience and the environment. And we have a little um, side exhibit that is inspired by the uh, Rhode Island School of Design Nature Lab. So it's a little mini natural history museum, uh, which you will be invited to participate in either making drawings or building headdresses out of natural materials and photographing yourself in our homemade photo mat booth. <laughs> so coming to Art Yard is not like going to a gallery in Chelsea. It's like going into a, a lab or something, some, mm-hmm. a place where you can play. It is, it's, a, it's a hybrid of many things. It's like a, um, maybe a, a gallery in Chelsea crossed with a circus with a um, museum on the sand flats. <laughs> With uh, different kinds of snails and shells yes. and starfish in each in exactly. each gallery. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. That was a very interesting interview and uh, very curious to see what you do over the next several years. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. For more about Art Yard, its new exhibition, Inanimate, the Banners and Crankies Festival, and the many more events taking place, visit artyard.org. For more about all of the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Susan Walner for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.